0: This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Hello, good evening. How are you? My name is Vinnie White. I'm on for the next hour. Just under. I don't want to commit to a whole hour. That would be, like, incredible hard work. Um, What do you need to know about me? I mean, I'm not that interesting, really. A man under six foot, not from round here, lives here. It's like most people in Toronto, really. I'm I'm pretty much a bulk standard, cookie-cutter type dude. And Elliot's on the buttons. He is uh, a bald man with a beautiful uh, sheen, uh, as many a bald man do. Unless, of course, they use talc to reduce the glare, but uh, no such need in radio world. Hello, Elliot. Hello. I've actually thought of the talc thing. If you went on TV, they would force it upon you. Is that right? I've not been on uh, television. My brief experience of my television exposure, mostly on small uh, women-focused daytime television shows, I have been on those to talk about my celebrity status in this screaming metropolis. And uh, they said, uh, we'll just put you through makeup. And I said, I don't think I need it. Obviously, I said, you can't polish a turd. And they said, no, you have to. And they put me in there and they, they really got a lot of the sheen that I didn't know was there. If you look at a lot of the uh, hosts of CP24, particularly in HD, you can see the powder. And if you can't, you certainly must notice that you can't see any pores. They're almost rubber. The weather woman who works in this building. Oh, God, I've got the spur. Do you know the one? The blonde one with great arms wears heels a lot, uh, CP24. Okay, yeah. Probably a little bit older, almost perhaps out of my demographic, but I'm happy to go older when they look that good. Is this bordering on sexism? I, d- I don't think so. It's You're just you... a natural urge in my pantaloons. I can't fight it. You're complimenting the woman. Yeah, I am. I just I, Some might have said that I was also, speaking of it like a piece of meat, but no, I wasn't. Although I'd like to use her as one. Oh, my God. That made it way worse. It was you, Ma. Get over it. Um, you can text the show on 71010. 10 and you could phone the show on 416 872 10 10. And I I am. Every time I go on this show, I get a cold. Can you hear it? A little bit. Yeah. So I'll be drinking lots throughout. Oh, that's my excuse. I'm hammered. <laughs> uh, it's only hot water. It's very dull. Right. What's going on in the world? I suppose we will talk about some of the things that are happening on this crazy globe of ours. It's been a week, is not it? What's going on? old set, Blatter. I'm standing strong, I'm winning, I'm at the helm of the world. Yeah, I think I'll resign, to be honest. Yeah, that was good. And now, of course, we've got the G7. If you're uh, one of the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of the 1%, chances are you're listening to this in Germany. Uh, what's going on there? It's the old G7. Um, what do you need to know? Uh, isn't it great to know that we paid our Lego-haired leader and his wife and most of his office to go and hang out in Germany, where today Harper and all the other world le- leaders have been uh, relaxing in Bavaria, drinking free beer, from served, often served from buxom wenches. With boobs so big, they must have been checked for explosives. That would almost be all right as a terror attack, wouldn't it? Exploding boobs. For the comedy factor. You could almost overlook the act. But, um, yeah, uh, that's what's going on. I don't know how much this costs. Do you remember when it was in Toronto? If you lived in Toronto, you won't forget. Do you remember when you couldn't leave your house and you got shouted at for walking down the street and it felt like a police state? And it was like more jumped up men. Men! (laughs) It's ridiculous. Well, now it's happening in Germany. At least it's not happening here. Um, The G7, just like all summits with the letter G in them, is an opportunity to ignore protesters with a police presence so large that you could intimidate a saint. Not a saint that's been caught up in paedophilia, obviously. But um, there, there is a lot of people there and a lot police and you might know it's called the g7 often called the g8 who's missing who could it be who's top of the charts of popularity is it russia oh no um vladimir putin and his chums aren't there they haven't been invited to the party the seven angels that are there include uh, obama harper cameron and of course merkel who i mean again outside my demographic i think i might be turned on by the power I'm not saying she's a good-looking lady. I'm just saying if she wanted, if she was upset, and she wanted a hug, not a problem. Whereas many of the world leaders, forget it. I don't feel any empathy. I just think she's all right. She got her phone hacked by Obama. How embarrassing must it be to be hanging out with him now? and going, oh, yeah, this is, here's some free beer. Oh, yeah, this is, this is what we do in Bavaria. Here's some Lederhosen. You hacked my phone! That is such a gross invasion of privacy, and now I've got to act like that's all right. How is anyone else supposed to, supposed to trust these world leaders when they don't trust each other? And It's not like, you know, it's not like we're hacking the Chinese. At least they could go, well, they hacked us. Germany? I mean, I'm not saying the history's been perfect. There was a little blip. Earlier on in the century, I remember it. But that's outrageous. Um, So I was very interested as to what's going on at the G7 in the same way that no one is. Um, They're going to be organising a military presence in Eastern Europe, they say, okay, the Russians, they say. And this is in response to their fears of the general Russian threat following its involvement in the Ukraine conflict. And for that reason, Putin wasn't allowed. So NATO says that Russia is backing rebels in Ukraine, a claim that's denied by Moscow, by the way. I think Putin says, us? What? I don't understand. Look at me. Do I look gay? I'm not gay. Do I look gay? I'm not gay. I'm not sure where he's from. Um, Mr. Putin told an Italian newspaper this week, and this is a direct quote, only an insane person and only in a dream can imagine that Russia would suddenly attack NATO. So... Uh, I'm not sure that sort of word's help. <laughs> the other seven, they're all insane. I'm all right. Uh, now, what I want to know is, if you're a journalist there, what are you reporting on? And how far can you get close to the action? Because, as we know from every G summit, G7, G20, G8, G46, G90, 11, they've all had protesters for various reasons, usually globalisation, uh, and thereby uh, all sorts of uh, qualms and, and, and problems with climate change, of course, and the increasing gap between rich and poor. So many reasons to protest. But do the protests get heard? Well, let's find out. This is what the journalists were invited to in the G7 Summit official news zone this weekend.
2: To hide from the rain, we just made it to the official press centre of the G7. They're having a little reception here. And it should be interesting to see what other journalists are doing. And this is the reception for the G7 journalists. Dan's excited about the free food. Should be interesting. And free beer. They definitely want to keep the journalists uh, intoxicated. Maybe they'll do their jobs better. Or actually have a conscience. They really want to keep the journalists happy here. Just a bunch of booze to keep them sedated, and of course sports, and all the journalists are eating it up here at the G7. And then why do journalists need photos of themselves? I don't know, but the G7 is spending a lot of money where it shouldn't be spending it. The G7 is literally popping champagne bottles for people here like they're in some freaking club. And this is just for the journalists here that are covering the event, what about the delegates? Okay, so the G7 press area is pretty ridiculous. They give you a free T-shirt, all the liquor you could have. They give me a shot glass, a free book bag.
1: And a free other bag of swag. There's so much stuff this guy's carrying in the video, it looks like he can't walk. And one of the reasons he can't walk is because he's pretty hammered on the free beer that he's been supplied with. But he is a journalist. I mean, you could say, hey, at least he was there to cover it, Right. At least we can understand what's going on at the G7 because of democracy and the fact that we can let journalists in to really uncover exactly what's going on and understand all the protests that surround it every time. And what about those protests? What did happen this weekend? What about the thousands of people who are fed up with enormous companies puppeting these leaders? The idiotic and ever-growing gap between rich and poor, the gap bigger now than a fat man's seatbelt the corruption and lobbying of oil companies, the tobacco companies and other money-grabbing bastards. What about the fact that they're puppeteering these seven individuals? What about those protests? And where are they? How effective were they? We know from Toronto that people want to protest, and I can tell you, in Europe, when, in anywhere, uh, certainly in Western Europe, there is a lot to protest about and a lot of unhappiness. Don't forget Germany's been pumping money into the EU for years and not everyone in Germany is satisfied about that. So, there were protests, shocker. And how did they sound?
2: If these protests prove one thing, it's how absurd, fearful and paranoid the world leaders are of their own people. We're back at the journalist retreat vacation center or as we call it, the G7 journalism center. I am starving, Haven't eaten all day, I'm to take advantage. And just to reiterate, this press center is ridiculous. We are not anywhere near the G7 summit. For some reason, we're all here, getting fed information. So there's no actual reporting done in this huge center that they spent all this money for, with all this food and alcohol. You can't actually get anywhere near the politicians to ask them any questions questions and the journalists here are just sent videos and pictures from what's happening from approved pool journalists. So there's no reporting here at all. The journalists could literally do this job from the hotel and probably be closer to the G7 summit and do the same kind of job that they're doing right now. And the main problem is that they're just puppeteering, they're getting press releases and photos and videos that are approved by governments and just repeating what they're being told to say joined by actually a real reporter, Charlie Skelton, who works for The Guardian and many online publications, and he pretty much summarized it best. Great, okay, so how long have I got? Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Okay, uh, well, okay, so ten seconds. Uh, Here I am at the, uh, here I am. There are actually more drunk journalists in this room right now than there are aware of Bilderberg in the entire world. Charlie is also a writer for many comedy shows, as you can see. But in all seriousness, you wonder why there's no mainstream media coverage of the Bilderberg Group. At Bilderberg, journalists actually have to do their jobs and investigate. There's no press releases that you can just puppet and regurgitate and throw out as fact. If reporting on the G7 is this easy, your job pretty much done for you, puppeteering everything in luxury in all the food and liquor you could have, it's not a story, it's not journalism, it's propaganda.
1: That's one side of things. Now, the other journalists uh, that were there were so hammered (laughs) this weekend on free beer served up by bucks and wenches and eating so much uh, caviar, which was free, of course, sometimes down with champagne and oysters to keep them happy and sedated and get that information pumped to them that they would then pump onto their news channels that you have to question, is this propaganda? I mean, even if you take a slightly more right view of this... Does seem a little bit questionable, doesn't it? And why do we have to have these all the time? I Skype when I do business meetings. What, what do you know how much it costs to get Obama and his cronies to Germany? Do you know that they even collect his poo? He can't even leave any poo behind. There's a man whose job it is to make sure that no poo is left with uh, in Germany. Obama's poo. He brings it all back. The reason, by the way, if you're interested, is or their justification for the reason is, uh, if you were to inspect poo, you may find illnesses. If that illness got out, it could create paranoia and mayhem. A man collects poo, and I, 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 wish, I imagine he gets paid well for it. I certainly hope so. He should get paid more than the world leaders, really. Now, the G seven countries represent more than sixty four percent of the net global wealth. That's two hundred and sixty three trillion. I don't know what that means either. Numbers get so big, I don't know what that means. If somebody said to me, do you want $263 trillion or $263 billion, I think I'd go for the trillion, but I don't know how much more that is than the billion. I just know it's probably quite a lot. <laughs> and I'd probably say, yes, I'll take it. Uh, but $263 trillion is what those seven countries make, according to Credit Suisse Global Wealth Management. Um, I'd have more respect for them if they'd just mix it up. Why don't they invite the president of Ghana one year? You know, it'd be great. And it would give them perspective. When you're in a security bunker halfway up a mountain, when you've been choppered in, when your $1.5 million armoured car has been choppered in to transport you the 10 feet that you need to get from the helicopter, you might have lost a bit of touch with reality. Chuck in the President of Ghana. It'd be brilliant. Just get them chatting. Obama would say something like, I got a car called The Beast. It's explosive proof. Many of the folks in my country are fat. And the guy from Ghana would be like, I drive a rusty Toyota, and where I come from, people have got no shoes. They need that. How are they ever supposed to understand the ridiculous, insane and immoral gap between rich and poor when they don't see any poor? And they don't even get a look in on any of the protesters. We need them to have more perspective. World leaders really are just like women in a nail bar on King Street. They don't know how lucky they are and there's no one around to remind them. We need to fix that. Sometimes you have to put down your mimosa and take a trip up to Jane and Finch and see how other people live. And by the way, for those women, Jane and Finch is not a clothing store or a divorce lawyer. You know, if you've lost touch, have a little drive about, get talking to people. I think it should be less of a rich man's club, the G7 and all G meetings. They should have, like, just a random guest. Like I said, maybe someone a bit more local. The mayor of Bogota in Colombia. You know, chuck him in there. Mix it up a bit. A head of police in Reykjavik, Iceland. I don't know! 71010 if you agree with this. Or 71010 if you don't agree with this. Perhaps you're a fan of very rich countries meeting on all our budgets on a regular basis to achieve very little. Or am I just a cynical idiot? Perhaps these objectives will be achieved. After all, Merkel says that one of the reasons she wants everyone to meet is to start a green climate fund where everyone pumps in money and that money goes into research and development and perhaps uh, stopping global catastrophes and disasters. That's probably a good idea, if it works. But then there's other stuff that just comes up every time. The Greek exit of the EU. I've got some words for Greece. Just leave. it's it's got embarrassing. It's like you're that drunk bloke at the party that keeps going, anyway, i better go. Sarah, it's been a great party. Oh, no, stay, John. Okay, I'll stay for a bit. I'll have another drink. Are you buying? Thanks. That's Greece, isn't it? Greece, get out! Get a cab! You haven't got any money. You're dragging us all down. i say us. Canada's got nothing to worry about, but I'm half English, so I'm still concerned. I might go back one day. Um... So that's the Greek exit of the EU. Get out. (laughs) Someone needs to do something. Been going on about it for years. Uh, There's the members of the International Campaigning and Advocacy Organisation contributed uh, to demonstrations uh, all the way through the weekend. And one of the stunts that they did was to get um, balloons depicting the leaders of the G7 nations. It looks amazing if you get the chance to look online. Harper blown up, his big, his whole face is a balloon. <laughs> and all the other leaders just ballooned up. Harper looks quite normal, actually. He's got quite a blown-up face at the best of times. But it's weird to see him without that Lego hair. So I don't know if decapitated head balloons of these people will help, but I do genuinely make this point. Uh, stop meeting and discussing things and then doing nothing and have a look at the gross gap between rich and poor in developing nations and uh, sort it out yeah and i don't think pumping yourself full of caviar oysters Mm. and every other possible high-end delicacy is the way to do it you should do it in a mud hut do it a trailer park in like birmingham alabama see how the other half live that'll actually get something done they'll be sat around going what do people live like this yeah we better fix it Come back to reality. Back in a minute.
0: You're tuned in to the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. What's going on in the parking lot, Elliot? They are setting up for an award show, Vinnie. When is it? I believe next week or the week after that. I couldn't park my bicycle in there tonight. They wouldn't let me that mean I can't park my bicycle here for like two weeks? That may be the case. You're listening to Boring AM, where we discuss quite dull matters in a monotone voice.
0: But the awards show will be quite a hit, from what I hear. Is it the Much Music Awards? It is the Much Music Video Awards, the MMVAs, I believe is also the shorter name.
1: Are we allowed to go to that for free, then?
0: I th- I think if we crane her next out
1: the window we can kinda of watch it from here. You always just say I left my wallet here, can't you? And then come, come back with a six pack and yeah. just, just say oh I'm here now. So yeah. I'll just drink this and, and watch that. And just have sex with some of those women. I, you know anything is, is possible. Yeah. It's not illegal, is it? No, I that I don't think that is. If we got if I did get caught doing naughty business in the toilet with a lady, I mean I'm you know, aim high, would I be fired for that? I think it would depend. I think HR would have to get involved, and uh, we'd have to just talk about it. Let's say, not that, again, I'm planning any of this, but if it was one of the backing dancers from one of the events, if, if I did some of that, would that be bad? I don't know. Well, the question is, how would you get caught? Well, I imagine management walking halfway through, and I'm, you know, I'm vocal, or she will be. Right. You know, She's a singer, so <laughs> I like to think that I'd make her scream in one way or another. Maybe they'd be like, I like the look of this. Yeah, they might. Get involved. They might hear her complaining. (laughs) What on earth is that? (laughs) Why did I come up here? Get out of my face. Anyway, just a thought. Um, Probably one I shouldn't have had on air, but we've come this far. If you want to listen to any of this drivel, sorry, this fantastic radio on uh, a podcast, you can. VinnieWhite.co.uk. You can also go to Newstalk1010.com and click on my face. Uh, What else do I need to tell you? Oh, I should wedge this in now. It's that time. Do you want to help me out, Elliot? Sure. What's this? I oh, just wondering, mate. Uh, got any plans for
0: Christmas gifts? I, I was thinking, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things I could give.
1: What mm, do about, um, is there a service in Toronto that perhaps would blow up a canvas print? I would love that. Wouldn't it be good if MrPhotoCanvas.com could help us out? What exactly does this service do for me as a consumer? MrPhotoCanvas.com. MrPhotoCanvas.com? Yes. Uh, it you email your photo of you and your bald, shining head? Yeah. I'll Photoshop out that sheen, blow you up on a canvas for free. Well, actually, I won't. I'll charge you for the canvas when you come and pick it up. Okay, so it's a paid service. It's a paid service, Elliot, but what you need to know about this service, pay on pickup so there's no risk. I love this. I love the sound of this. I would use this. Also, you get 50% off if you pick up from a downtown Toronto location, MrPhotoCanvas.com. I love it. It's all right, is not it? Actually, I honestly think that's the best we've ever done it. So I think- no, I, it's getting better. Cheers, <laughs> mate. We should record that and just use it every week. Yeah, Because exactly. that's all radio ads are, isn't it? It's the same drivel over and over again. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone had to say it. I mean, we make our livelihoods through this stuff. <laughs> there are some tragic ones. The worst ones are on the TV, though, aren't they? I was just watching one earlier when I was making a cup of tea. I don't know how they... like. There's one guy, I won't name companies or anything, but he says... Uh, um, have you got a run-down house? Don't worry about it. I'll buy your house. Tell me how to buy... Yeah. Get in touch and I'll buy your house. Also, I'll buy gold. You might as well just go, hello, I'm rich and I want more money and you're probably in trouble. <laughs> want to meet up? I'd prefer that. Yeah. Just get... You're down and out, down on your luck, probably watching this from a trailer. I'm minted. Can I make it worse? Yes. <laughs> I think we should do that. We should have, I'm going to set up a new radio station called Honest Ads, you know? Do you like pizza? Full of fat and preservatives. Not very good for you at all. Made from frozen. But now, with new, insert pizza company name here, you will be eating pizza till the cows come home and you get diabetes. Do you know what I mean? I like it. I, no, honesty is best. It is. If any of our advertisers are listening, why not get me to do an honest ad for you? Your company will last two to three days. Um, actually, I'm interested in a new product. This leads a beautiful segue to uh, Playmation from Disney. Playmation is um, it's a new toy series that's going to launch in October from Disney. Disney's consumer product division recently announced the launch of Playmation, a line of toys that will combine wearable gadgets with role-play of various characters. Playmation will hit retail stores in October and it's gonna cost about 120 bucks. So what is it? Well, it's gonna make them a lot of money. Disney is currently forecast revenues of this year of, and you might wanna hang on to something for this, 53 billion. That's how much Disney's gonna make this year. 53 billion. I'm surprised Mickey Mouse isn't at the G7. Oh, this caviar is fantastic. That was Mickey Mouse, by the way, wasn't it? Barack Obama. I wonder if I'm good enough at impressions for you to tell the difference. (laughs) Uh, Playmation, um, what is it? It combines physical video gaming with the role play of a character. For instance, the player can wear the Iron Man repulsor, which is a forearm attachment gadget, which would enable the player to play the role of Iron Man in the game. Now, I will give them credit where credit's due. They might well play it outside in the yard. Remember that? Do you remember when kids used to go outside before we treated, like, treated them like they were permanently kidnapped? Well, now they can you can push those little puppies back out because they're going to be wearing a device on their arm. <laughs> and um, I don't think it's got a tracking device on it, but I'm sure it will have by next year when it comes out with version 2.0. Uh, for now, up to two players can go on missions together or play against each other. The starter pack will come loaded with 25 missions and new missions can be downloaded in future. So the idea is, you know, little Johnny and little Debbie put a pack on each, and then they run around listening to the armband, and they can, like, shoot each other with lasers and stuff like that. Not real lasers. That would be even bad for Disney. Um, but they uh, that's coming out beautifully timed, October. Then, you know, obviously, it ramps up. Everyone knows about it by Christmas, and that's how you make $53 billion. Now, you can download various missions, uh, missions like run in front of a car while looking at your wrist. Uh, That's my favourite. Smash your face, tripping over patio furniture. And uh, every parent's favourite mission for the new uh, playmation from Disney. uh, Get bored of your new expensive toy and ask for something else that you discovered from the really rich kid at school that's got everything. There you are. Those missions coming to you. Why don't inventors give us something useful? Uh, That's a really brash thing to say. What with the old polio and tetanus and that. I mean, good work on that, lads. And Cars are pretty good. Bit of a way to go on them. But, you know, you're doing a cracking job. But uh, you know what we need? A city shittle. That's what I've worked out. Yeah. I was thinking our metropolis is blighted by two problems here, Toronto. A lack of public transport and a lack of public glues. I can solve it. with a city shittle. I think what you'll do is you'd you'd step in, you'd sit down and tap in a, a target postcode with your nose, it's more hygienic than your fingers, then simply let go and defecate, securing the knowledge that the super-smart vehicle is converting your excretion into a fuel as it expertly navigates the streets of Toronto, allowing you to arrive at your destination empty-bummed and relaxed. Do I have to think of everything? And during the Pan Am Games, uh, to prevent terrorism, the entire thing is made of completely transparent glass and only goes at a maximum speed of uh, one kilometre an hour. Keeps it safe. You can have that. Sounds great. Cheers. Also, I was thinking about the... Uh, I've invented this. I don't know if this is real yet, but it should be. The Pocket Time Jump. This is one of mine and a friend. A small handheld device that enables you to leap forward in time without even realising you're doing it. Simply pull on the small rectangular device out of your pocket, midway through something boring, like, you know, when people describe Seinfeld episodes... I hate that. Or have you seen that one with a coat? You know that bit where, shut up! We've all seen it, it was funny, but it's never going to be funny when you describe it. You pull out your pocket, time jump, bish. Wake up a couple of minutes later and he's stopped talking. I'd love that. Uh, Why doesn't someone invent that? Or like when you're at a dinner party and someone starts talking about their children. He's really interested in picking things up at the moment. He keeps picking things up. All babies pick things up! Sometimes he uh, he goes around in circles. <laughs> he's almost like a dog. All babies go around in circles. All babies pick things up. All babies go around in circles. He makes a lot of noise sometimes. All babies make noise. He's cute. All babies, apart from yours, are cute. That's always annoying, isn't it, when they say, isn't he cute? And you think, not really. looks like an alien. looks like an old man. And that's why I haven't got any friends. Um... So that's the pocket time jump. You can have that. If someone could work on that by next week. That would be nice. You could argue you've already got one. The amount of people that stare at their phones instead of listen to me. Um, When we come back, check this out for a headline. There's a lot of people that are probably just thinking about tuning out now. And then I'm going to read this out. And I can guarantee you they won't tune out. It's called a teaser. Coming up after the break, a man that didn't tell his girlfriend that he had no penis for a year. Thank you. See you in a minute. Good luck. This is
0: the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: All right, I want to put a scenario forward to women, and I'll explain why I'm putting that scenario to women in a minute. All right. This is for um, heterosexual women that are single. Don't worry, it's not what you think. <laughs> oh, c- can you make me for a drink, please? No, not that. Um, I want to ask you a question. It's, it's just a scenario that I'm going to put to you. Heterosexual women that are single or, and or about to break up with their men. Now, imagine you are in Toronto and you're out and you meet a fella in a bar, say. Hard to do, isn't it? You've done online dating. It didn't go very well. This, this chap walks up. Tall, dark, handsome, little bit moody, very funny. Real good giggle. Really nice chap. Uh, New to the city, right? He's from, uh, let's say Vancouver. Moved here for a spicier life, yeah? Divorced, uh, but, you know, no kids. Bit of a catch, actually. He's got a bit of money. Drives a nice car. As I say, right giggle, all right? He takes you out to dinner, yeah? You're out. Things are going well. Oh, it's happy days. Happy days. You are nearly falling off your chair. He's paid. He's held the door open for the cab afterwards. You've had a few. Do you know what? It's the third date. Things are going great. You love this guy. Let's call him Ken. No, that's a rubbish name. Um, Let's call him Michael. He doesn't mind Mike, but he goes by Michael. And Michael suits him. It goes with that sort of debonair nature. He's a looker. He's well-dressed. Sometimes he does a bit of acting, but he hasn't run away with it. He's not some narcissist. And he's done very well financially, doing trading. He's well travelled. He's muscular. He might even give you children. Oh, my sweet Lord. You're back at his place. Things are going well. Michael stares deep into your eyes, kisses you softly, as he does after every date. But this time you say, Michael, I want you to stay. And Michael says, thank you. I'll stay. I don't want to rush anything. You say no. I don't want to rush anything either. It feels right. You've been so good to me so far. Michael looks deep in your eyes once again, kisses you softly with his lips, and his hands go walking in the areas that they haven't yet walked. In a mad and frenzied, passionate, slightly drunk, lust-driven love of his beautiful washboard stomach, you rip off his clothes. You land on the bed. You haven't even made it. You didn't even know he'd come back here. But you are enjoying it. It's a good job you've got clean sheets. You're rolling around like there's no tomorrow. You put your hand between his legs. And he doesn't have a penis. What do you do? Um, 7, 10, 10 on that. Good luck with the answer. A genuine question to women, um, no matter what their status. If that happened to you, it was just like a G.I. Joe bump, what would you do? I mean, obviously, at the time, it would, there's not much you can do. <laughs> but would you stay with him? Would you feel ripped off? Would you feel as if there's something you could do? Would you sit down and talk it out in a mature, responsible way? Or would you go, oh, my God, you've got no penis? Or do you not know what you'd do? Well, I'd like to know. 7, 10, 10. Don't worry. I have got a penis, but some people haven't. Um, and that's what we're going to investigate now. A man didn't tell his girlfriend he had no penis for a year. Is that all right? Now, I don't blame him because, I mean, let's be honest. If I didn't have a penis, I probably would have just said then I have a penis. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't come on and go, you're listening to the Vinnie White show. Incidentally, I don't have a penis. It's not relevant, is it? And then confronted with it, not that I have been, only by myself, I'd probably say, yeah, I've got one. I, think, I seem to be digging myself, oh, I'm, I'm questioning whether I have a penis or not. But regardless, I, uh, last time I checked, I have a man born with no penis revealed he managed to keep the facts a secret from his girlfriend for an entire year. Yes, Andrew Wardle from Manchester in England and his girlfriend Fedra Fabian from Budapest met while working at a summer camp in the United Kingdom. When she returned to Budapest, uh, they continued seeing each other via Skype for five months. I guess it was just the headshots. That went on, but as things got serious, Fedra decided she wanted to move to England to be with him. The problem is he hadn't told her his secret. He was born without a penis. Now, it's not his fault. It's not like he was using heavy equipment when he was drunk and, you know, got confused. It he just didn't know he's never had a penis, so it's not his fault. And as I say, like, what's he expected to do? Put it out there on date one? No. So I kind of understand why it didn't come up. Sorry. Eventually, though, he told her the truth. Andrew was born with a condition called bladder extrophy. Um, He was born with his bladder outside of his body and no genitalia. Let's hear a little bit from him. What does this sound like? Andrew found it easy to avoid much discussion about sex. But when she moved into his
2: house, his cover story, that he had a kidney problem had to be further embellished.
1: I told her I had a microchip in my kidney, I had kidney infections and stuff, so she wouldn't touch my kidney, she wouldn't touch anywhere. And it kind of kept her away. The weeks turned into months, and the months into a year. Still unaware of the truth, Fedra happily accepts their sexless relationship. So that's it. That is a snippet from a show on TLC called... Really? Is it? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it comes out Thursday, June the 11th on TLC, and uh, the show is named The Man With No Penis. I mean, you've got to give it to them. You can tell exactly what you're getting from the title. Um, but my question to you is, should he have told her? And what would you do in that situation, ladies? Seven ten ten on the text. If you've never texted his show, now's your chance. It's a important topic here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010, always covering the necessary things. Um, or not, as the case may be. But um, you can text in on 71010. 10. Let's see what we've got so far. 71010. 10. Hi, Vinny. If <laughs> starts with a lol. I think that's good. Um, lol, if that was me, I would have run out of his house. Ah, oh, it's not his fault. When was he supposed to tell you? Um, someone else said, uh, oh, that's nice. There's a far more reasonable response here. Uh, I think we could talk it through. Apparently there are operations you can have. I assume he's getting one put on. I don't know. I'd have to see the documentary, The Man With No Penis, airing on Thursday, June the 11th, and apparently sponsored by me. Uh, But uh, you could... uh, I'm sure you could put something down there, couldn't you? I don't know. Elliot, if you had no willy, could you get a willy put on? I believe you can get uh, some very lifelike
0: strap-ons, perhaps. I think that might have been the first time strap-on has been said on this radio station. I could be wrong.
1: I don't know. Mike Bullard works here, so...
0: We did have a sex show at one point, so I'm wrong. Sorry. But yeah, strap-on, maybe.
1: Okay, Are we on dangerous ground? Should I not be talking about this? I think we need to discuss the issues. Right. Including this. So am I in the danger zone of making it jovial and not taking a serious matter?
0: Oh, I see what you mean. No. I think... uh, Am I I being
1: disrespectful to the man with no penis?
0: I think we're just trying to investigate what a penisless person, a man, does to replace uh, or perhaps get the thing he
1: never had. If you have had a penis put on where you didn't have a penis... Can you text in on 71010 yes. and let us know how it went? I mean, admittedly, that's quite niche. But there might be someone out there. We've got a lot of listeners. Um, wouldn't bother me, said <laughs> said Jane. I don't know why that is. I don't know if maybe Jane's not interested in that department at the best of times. Uh, someone said, of course you can get one put on. It's not that hard. You don't have to use a strap-on. It involves a simple operation. Does it? To get a... Really? I wouldn't say it's a simple operation. To get a, I mean,
0: well, actually, yeah, that's right. Because I guess maybe they could get an organ very similar to um, people who undergo transsexual.
1: Can you get get a penis donated? Get Bruce
0: Jenner's leftovers. Yeah, but someone, Bruce Jenner's leftovers, apparently, was a comment in the room
1: here. It's always difficult to know where to get a a penis. I mean, that's the first battle, isn't it? I would imagine in this. True. I haven't got a penis. Right, I'm going to need a penis. Okay. Google, has anyone got a penis? i tell you, you won't get it on eBay. There is a marketplace somewhere, I would imagine. Probably Japan. They love it. Yeah. You might end up with a seal's penis. Yeah. <laughs> Many different. <laughs> Seven ten ten. 10 if you, A, have a fake penis, B, would react similarly to a fake penis, or C, have any comments on penises. I mean, now's your chance. If you've always wanted to talk this, now's your chance. I feel like we're in slightly dangerous ground. It's almost 10pm. It is actually, isn't it? This is what Canada's done to me. It's made me more conservative. I'm only talking penis. <laughs> <laughs> we, they're a thing in the world. Penises exist. Yeah. Someone texted and said, you are a talking penis. I mean, I agree. I'm not going to fight you. Um, someone said I would laugh and then ask if they would use a strap on. That is open-minded, isn't it? That, that is proud to be Canadian. I'd laugh and I'd say, we're here now. You've obviously been here before. Did you bring one with you? I assume you kept it in your inside pocket. I didn't see it when you pulled your wallet out for dinner. Pop it on. We've come this far. I could do with a bit of nookie. Um, Keep them coming in, 7, 10, 10. A lot of people being very good about it. Uh, I would definitely just go ahead and do whatever I could. That's nice. And someone else said, uh, I would disappear, but then phone him. Oh, that's nice. I would disappear and then phone him and organise another date, but with more preparation. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's just the shock that's going to get you. You can call the show as well on 416-872-1010 if if you don't have a penis. I shouldn't say that only people without a penis can phone this or any other radio programme on this channel. I'm just saying it's relevant at the moment. Let's move on. In the newsy-poos this week, FIFA. Yeah, FIFA, they're not dodgy at all. So Russia and Qatar may lose World Cups. It may be over. This is going to be amazing. Uh, Russia and Qatar could lose the 2018 and 2022 World Cups, respectively, if evidence emerges of bribery, leading FIFA official Domestico Scala uh, has said that. So it could actually happen. All of this money that's been poured into Qatar, uh, dodgy money, a lot of it, could actually go nowhere, and Qatar might end up without a World Cup. There's about 14 people charged by US prosecutors so far who alleged they accepted bribes and kickbacks estimated at more than $150 million over a 24-year period. So I would say there's quite a lot to investigate. Uh, Swiss Swiss authorities have got this, so we'll, we'll be fine then. Um, they've launched a uh, criminal investigation into how the 2018 and 2022 World Cups were allocated. That's a separate inv- in investigation than the US one. So the Swiss authorities have launched that. So uh, the Swiss, I guess it's up to the Swiss authorities to dig up what happened. And if it was that bad, then those World Cups are cancelled. It's amazing. Biggest sporting event there is, I think, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it yeah, is. yeah, yeah, very and positive. Of course, if you yeah, just ask
1: so. an American, they'll say, no, the World Series is. And then you'll say, really, the word world shouldn't be in that. Should be US and a bit of Canada, if we can be asked. But if there's one thing that the Swiss are good at, other than cheese, rich people, cuckoo clocks and transformer knives, it's getting to the bottom of corruption. Yeah? So we'll be right. They did a great job at finding that Nazi gold, didn't they? Didn't they? No. Wealthiest country in Europe. We're all doomed. Nothing's going to change. Oh, what's the point? Uh, keep your penis text coming in. If you've just tuned in, that probably sounded a bit weird, but go with me. Um, a man um, has no penis, and uh, his girlfriend stuck with him. I should have mentioned that, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. He, she stuck with him and said, uh, what's his act- Her actual quote? is, um, I didn't feel betrayed, even though I'm his girlfriend. It's his personal business. Open-minded. Good to hear. There's about three phone calls, but actually, looking at the time, might just knock it on the head. Might just call this show... What it is very good until the last bit. Uh, Vinnywhite.co.uk. If you want to get involved in the show, you can download the podcast there. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at Vinny White. You can also find me on Facebook. And I'm here every week from 9 through till 10. Although next week, I think I'm in for pay, aren't I? Yes, I believe pay is away. She's going to be in Scotland. Is she? Yeah, she's going to be in Scotland. <laughs> All right, I had to do it. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Can you do any more? Ah, uh, you want to go for a drive, laddie?
0: That's a, I, I only know a few phrases. Yeah.
1: I can only do angry Scots. Yes. Um, I'll do I'll do mediocre Scots, which you'll notice is quite bad. And right. then look how good it gets when I get angry. It's really weird. I can't do passive Scottish.
0: You know, Shrek was apparently based on Scottish people. Mike Myers said that that he based the character of Shrek after Scottish people. What on their looks? On oh, their sound. Oh, they go from they go from they go from being very happy to very angry. If
1: it, if it was their looks, like might be a bit right. Yes, that could be a problem. Yeah. All right, let's see if, I'll do passive and then we'll move into angry. Right. I'd like to say it's been an all right show. Sure. So sorry. I liked it at the beginning. It was nice. And then the, the uh, bit at the end where the penis was nice. But the wheels fell off towards the end, then that. All right. now here's angry. Hey, you listen to me next week or I'll come around there and I'll smash your stupid face then. All right. I don't like you, and I don't like what you do. So don't you dare miss next week's show, all right? You're yeah, daft monkey. Um a peculiar show it was. Did you enjoy it, Elliot? I had a great time. Everyone <laughs> else did, I think. <laughs> thanks for your text. Thanks for your phone call. Sorry I didn't get to all of them. You're a charm, a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. It's never a chore. See you next time. Ta-da.